stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Good afternoon, Calgary. Welcome to another exciting edition of Afternoons here on 770 CHQR. It is 106 this afternoon, and I am not Rob Breckenridge. I know, I know. Rob Breckenridge is breaking hearts. He is off taking some much-needed and much-earned R&R. Hopefully, I don't actually know what he's doing. He could be sick for all I know. I don't think he is because they asked me to do this a couple of weeks ago. That being said, my name is Andrew Lawton with you for this day only. It's one day and one day only. So you are either celebrating that you've only got two hours of me or lamenting that you even have to contend with two hours of me. Either way, I hope you all had a wonderfully Merry Christmas. I hope you had a prosperous and fruitful Boxing Day, whether you decided to spend it waiting in line at stores or spent it doing absolutely nothing and not even leaving the house. I was in in the latter category. I hope it was everything that you needed it to be and everything you wanted it to be. Thanks very much for tuning in this week. We're going to be talking about a lot here. And we'll do a couple of year in review type stories, a couple of fun ones, but I do want to talk about a little bit of a look forward here because 2018 is going to bring for many of you resolutions of many different kinds. Some of you might be looking for maybe a new love interest in 2018. Maybe you're just looking to shed some extra pounds in 2018, or maybe you are just looking to what government tax changes are going to be for the new year. I'm a real damper on holiday spirits, just so you know. CTF has put forward, the Canadian Taxpayers Federation, some of the new changes that are coming forward for 2018. The biggest ones are going to be changes impacting businesses. So to get a look at how businesses are preparing for that, I wanted to welcome into the show Jill Johnson, co-owner of the Atlantic Trap and Gill Pub in Calgary. Jill, it's great to talk to you. Thanks very much for joining me this afternoon. Hi there. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing very well. You had a good Christmas? I had a great Christmas. Thanks very much. I hope you did, too. I did, indeed. So let's talk about what 2018 is going to bring on the business side of things here, because I know that a lot of businesses, certainly federally, have been looking at perhaps the lack of hope on the horizon when it comes to trying to make the budget sheets work out here. A little bit of a reduction in taxes federally, but does that make up for some of the more taxing, pardon the pun, initiatives that are coming down the pipeline? Oh, it's pretty irrelevant at this point. <laughs> <laughs> so what is, what is it from a, a small business perspective that you're really feeling the, the greatest pinch as a result of or anticipating the greatest pinch as a result of? Well, I think the carbon tax itself is going to be a little painful, but I think it's like all the things that preceded it. <laughs> it's kind of just one more slash, you know, with the, the restaurants and, you know, pub industry has been hit really hard with just such ginormous increases over such a short amount of time. And it's, it's just one more thing. <laughs> well, and that about unfortunately sums up the reality for business is that you almost have to just be resigned to accept that this is just what government does now. I mean, it's not even exceptional anymore. It's just, Oh yeah, another bale of hay or another, you know, straw of hay on the camel's back. And, but there has to be a breaking point though. I think you already see the bear. I mean, I probably know at least 50 restaurants in the last year that have gone under. As people's leases come up, like I have a trapping deal in Edmonton as well, and the lease is up at the end of March, and I'm just letting it go. I don't, I don't have, a, there's not a lot of margins left in this industry, and it's just getting tougher and tougher. 
You've also got minimum wage increases that are going up as well. Is that about the reality, though, that it's all of these different things coming together rather than one major thing? That Because that, that, if it's one major thing, you, you have something that you can at least tackle, that you could try to find a way around. If it's a bit of everything, there isn't really one enemy, pardon the term, to unite against. No, it is really like death by a thousand cuts. There's like the wage increase you think servers went from 920 right now it's 1360 in october going to 15 dollars it's a pretty ginormous amount for your expenses to go up in a month and it's really well for most restaurants it's like really just it's your service staff because most other people that work in a restaurant make at least 15 dollars an hour but it's the servers and the average server in alberta like doesn't you know is 24 to 27 dollars an hour and my servers are complaining that they're making less now because even though their wages have gone up, people are like, oh, you're making a living wage? <laughs> we'll tip a little less. And I think that's going to get a lot worse. So I don't I don't know. I and think then, that's a fair concern. And one of the things, I mean, in, if you look at Ontario, where their $15 minimum wage w- was announced with like six months notice to $14 an hour and then an extra dollar. I mean, at least in Alberta, we've had a, a bit of a... A bit of lead time to prepare for, but you're right. That's cold comfort when you've got all of these other factors that are really at play. And we did, and you know what? We planned, we have planned for all the increases. I didn't see the liquor increase coming, so <laughs> that was a big one. Like the liquor, the provincial one that went oh, yes, liquor yes. up 10% across the board. So, you know, we probably order about $30,000 worth of liquor and booze in a month, and then boom, there's $3,000. That your minimum wage, you know, that was maybe every dollar is about $1,000 a month for us. So I'm like, your costs are increasing so much. And for most businesses, you know, you have to, you know, people pass it on to the consumer. But I'm like, there's, you know, people have a tipping point on what they're going to pay for a burger and a beer. And I don't blame them. I mean, I'm I'm not excited. I don't want to pay $10 for a beer if I go somewhere. No, and this is all coming at a point where even though the economy may be seeing a bit of an uptick now, it, it's coming at a point where overall the economic strength of the province and, and the buying power of people has has taken a hit. So it's not the time that you want to be putting up all of these additional costs and roadblocks. But again, government seems to not care about that juxtaposition. Well, I feel like it's, just, it's like every level of government. <laughs> I wish they would communicate as to what they're doing more because you know you you get over one hurdle and then there's another and another and now the carbon tax going up is just another and i'm like it's you know all my kitchen equipment runs off natural gas i have a fairly big space here to heat and it's you know to most people you're like what 250 300 a month is not going to kill you but i'm like i also have you know maybe a dozen suppliers that deliver here lots of them have surcharges like fuel surcharges the rest of them incorporate it into their prices they're passing all that on to me i'm like i can't pass it on to the consumer or i'm going to have a very empty bar So how do you prepare? Because the one, I guess, saving grace, if you can even call it that, is that ever all of your competitors are dealing with the same challenges. So it's not like there's a, an imbalance in it. Everyone's getting screwed equally, which, again, I, I'm not – you have to really, really search to find the silver lining in that. But how do businesses deal with it? I mean, you're heading into a new year. You know more changes are coming. You know that this is your livelihood. This is the, the lifeblood of, of your enterprise here. How do you keep it going when you have so many obstacles? Well, it's just getting harder and harder. Like, there's almost nothing, there's nothing left to cut almost. I mean, I've cut my salary by 40%. I've, my sister doesn't take a salary anymore. 
she lives off her savings and uh, we had to get we had a really great com- company benefits plan we had to get rid of and I mean I have three kids I don't like not having benefits like all things just to keep keep the doors open and keep the place going and I, we're running out of things to cut and I'm like I'm yeah. nickel and dime all my suppliers there's only so much you could do. Well, oh, and I, I think you, you you touched on the most important point there. You've got two options. You either cut your spending or, or increase in your revenue. And, and this is not rocket science, but there seems to be a large n- amount of the population, certainly among government, that doesn't understand that, that those are the options. I mean, it's not that you're sitting on these astronomical profits in the restaurant business or in small business in general that you can just say, all right, well, we'll take a little bit of a break and, and that's fine. No, that people don't understand how razor thin those margins are. Well, and yeah, I mean, over time, they have just completely eroded. I mean, like, gee, my cost on a case of beer is almost $50. Like, never mind what you pay in a liquor store. (laughs) And, I mean, it's just astronomical. I don't know, you know, I don't know what everybody's going to do. And as you watch places, like, I've watched so many friends and colleagues shut their doors for the last time. Like, it's very depressing, and I don't know where else, like, you can cut from. And, I mean, I'm, my sister's working for zero, I'm working for, you know, 40% less. This is the least I've ever made in 19 years of being in business and and probably the hardest I've ever worked. You touched on something very important there, and and this is something that I find is missing from the equation when a lot of people hear from business owners. They they think that it's greed that's keeping wages at a certain point or or greed that's keeping businesses from wanting to pay a little bit more. And and, and I know that must make your blood boil when you hear it, including in some cases from from members of government, either federally or – well, I mean, you've said all levels, so so I guess we'll we'll say all levels of government here. But what is it that you think people need to understand about your space, about the field that you – work in to help contextualize some of these changes and the impact they're going to have, especially when it means that someone might be paying a little bit extra when they go out to eat or go to the store or whatever the case may be. Well, I think there's a really big misconception with people about the minimum wage because, I mean, if you look at social media, people are like, well, if you can't pay your staff a living wage, you don't deserve to be in business. And I'm like, well, that's the thing about bars and restaurants is that there's really maybe the dishwasher that's 15 that lives with his parents, you know, he might not make $15 an hour, but all my kitchen staff make $15 an hour. And my front of the house staff does really well in a gratuity point of view. And they're actually, the increases are hurting their pocketbooks, not helping them. It's doing the opposite. And I think people come in and see like a, you know, six seventy five seven dollars beer. And they're like, oh, you know, how's your house in Mexico? <laughs> <laughs> not quite. I'm driving my 10-year-old, you know, Dodge Caravan, I'm not really living the super rich business person dream here. Yeah, and it sounds like your workload has gone up to where even if you had the money for the big vacation, you're, you're not, you don't have the time to take it because you're having to, to fill all these gaps where it's really not that easy to hire someone else anymore. No, and I, I'm waitressing some days and bartending, and my sister's waitressing and bartending, and I'm like, we're not young here. <laughs> and my general manager is bartending three nights a week like he's a salaried employee and we we haven't laid off a, a ton of people but we've definitely cut a ton of hours 
So I know that this may sound repetitive, but but I'm, I want to get back to this point here of, of how do you combat this when it is coming from so, di- so many different areas? And I know it's not your job to solve all the political problems of the province. You're just trying to run your business and deal with it. But for the people that are, when you have the, the carbon tax, the minimum wage increase, other taxes, you've got the federal tax changes, where would be the first one that you would tackle? Where's the, the one that you think is, is I guess, the, the biggest of all of these issues right now, if we have to start somewhere? Well, I don't know. There's, it's just such a combination of everything. I don't, I think not having a server minimum wage is not a great idea. Most provinces have one. Yeah. And I'm like, it, you know, it does reflect what they make in gratuities and tips. And then when you're paying your front of the house staff $15 an hour, you know, then you can't afford to pay your back of the house staff who deserve, I mean, working in the kitchen is very stressful, who deserve more money. It's, not channeling the right way. And then I'm like, I'm almost, you know, last time I was in many years ago, last time I was in Europe or anything, you're going to go to that. And the services, you know, they all make decent wages, but you know, the service is terrible because nobody's got their hustle on for the gratuity money. And I think, I think that was a mistake on the government's part. I'm not disagreeing with the $15 minimum wage. I'm disagreeing with the $15 server minimum wage. Yeah, and that again, I mean, anywhere else has done that understanding the integral role that tipping pays or tipping tipping plays rather when it comes to take home earnings for service staff. I mean, this is not a difficult concept. So now you've got for for a lot of people, I've had a couple of texted in that say, look, all of a sudden when servers are making this much money, it it, it decreases the incentive to tip, and and they're making more from tips now than they are in this little pay hike. So tipping, I mean, may well go down because people are saying, look, if I'm going out to eat, this is the, the one thing that I can control as a customer. Well, and I mean, I've all my, many of my servers have brought it up to me. Like they're, it's already going way down. And I'm like in another, you know, October 1st, when it goes up again, I think it's going to go way down again. So I'm yeah. like, here are people that are making a, a pretty good living. And I think it's actually going to make things harder for them. Yeah. Well, I know that it's not necessarily the New Year's greeting that you would like, but I hope you you are able to weather it. It certainly sounds like you've got the commitment to get through it. Jill Johnson, co-owner of the Atlantic Trap and uh, Trap and Guild Pub. Uh, thanks for coming on, Jill. Happy New Year to you. Thank you. Happy New Year to you, too. Thanks All for right. having me. All the best okay, to thanks. you. I, I want to talk about this on the other side of the break here, because you, you can't have a government that just throws up roadblock after roadblock after roadblock for business and expect that these problems are just not going to exist are not going to exist. And people go into business because they want the idea of being able to be their own boss. And they want to be able to have some wealth. They want to be able to amass success. But a lot of people go into business and they just don't have the money that the government seems to think that they do. So how do you deal with this? Well, for starters, you have to have government get out of the way. And thank goodness there are business owners like Jill that are saying, look, we don't want to make layoffs. We don't want to make our money come this way. She's taken a cut herself. Someone accused her of living the high life in a text message. and She said uh, unprompted that she's driving a 10-year-old minivan. This is the reality of most business owners. They don't have this luxury of just paying more. They'd love to. No, it has to come from somewhere. It's coming from them or it's coming at the expense of their existence. 403-974-8255 is the number, 403-974-8255. This is Andrew Lawton, in for Rob, here on Afternoons on 770 CHQR. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.